Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Tennessee fans, we are back. Had a little hiatus here, but we are back, guys. We got a lot to discuss on the show, me and my big bro, uh, uh, fellow BFL Aaron Hayden, double A here. And we go discuss the combine. We're gonna talk about a little basketball, you know, kind of relate things and also talk about some backs, man. We saw some guys over the la- over this past weekend that really got after it. So let's get started, double A. Let's talk about our guys, our players at the combine. We've both been there before, man. What was your feeling? Like, like you remember that feeling, you know, when you went to the combine? How 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 was it for you? So for me, I was there with uh, James Lillman and Stewart in the same same yeah. group. And so we had guys, and the SEC guys kind of knew each other. David Palmer, um, I can't remember. Sherman Williams, I think, was the running back at Bama. Yes. We had the guys at, at Auburn. So in our group, like nine of, the, nine of the, you know, 30 guys were SEC guys that you played against. We had a lot of respect for each other. But you remember I was hurt, so I got to watch Little Man. Little man do everything. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's one of those things that's a blessing. Then you realize it's a business real quick because, um, you know, you're doing the the uh, the physicals and the interviews and, and you just realize real quick, hey, this thing is not what I thought it was. This is actually now like a job interview. And so yes. you go from being overwhelmed to uh, really focused and making trying to make sure you – represent yourself well, represent your program well, because that's when I realized what Tennessee's brand was is when I was at the Combine and the guys that yeah. had come before us. And so um, there was a, a level of respect that I thought all the teams had for us because we were from Tennessee and a lot of the guys that the other programs in the country had a lot of respect for us. So that, for me, that's when I was like, really like, okay, Tennessee's, I knew it was a big deal, but I was when I got to the Combine, I was like, this is really, really a big deal, man. And this is like a legacy you carry. So how about you? Yeah. Well, we didn't have the, you know what I remember? We didn't have these cameras. We didn't have the NFL filming and talking and it wasn't nobody laughing. You know, I remember walking in and we remember we stayed at the double tree. I think everybody used to stay at the double tree. Right. And we had our room and it was just quiet, you know, and then, and then somebody come knock on your door. Hey, hey, this is the Giants. Come on downstairs and take this test. You know, remember that? You went down there and took a test. It was like 500 questions. Yeah. You know, and you be in there with like a couple backs and a couple guys, and you're in there, and everybody looking at each other like, why is this test so long? You know? Yeah. You got this short amount of time to finish it. And um, I remember that, and I remember when, um, you know, it, it went, came down to competition. You show, oh, when you show up for the physical. You remember everybody had to take their stuff. I don't yeah. know if they still do this. Like, you took your shirt off and you walked yeah. in there, you just had these tights on, and no scout looked you in your eye. No They were all just looking at your body, and, yeah. and that's the first time I felt, like, kind of exposed a little bit, like, you know, like, hey, how you doing? Look at me. So you, you know, like, like, 
you went in detail. What I was basically saying when, when I said that's when I realized it was a business is when they put you in the meat market and you had to go across the stage and walk up on the stage and, and spread your spread your uh your wingspan and, and turn yeah. around and, and stuff like that. I went, Okay, this is this is this is not this fun. Is this this is different. This is how I used to look at women at the party. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Now you now you like wait wait and then it was some guys was like man I gotta take my yeah. shirt off man you know remember yeah. some guys was like man my belly hanging it, it was yeah. funny we laugh at each other he be like man I gotta take I remember there was this one running back man I ain't gonna say who it was he was like man right. I ain't been working out like this man we gotta take yeah. our shirts off man and he was yeah. walking I said man just stand up tighter man like suck yeah. it in a little bit flex a little bit we were laughing because you had no choice you had to right. kind of. Me, you know how I am. The more nervous yeah. I got about it, the more, you know, oh, you I kind of just. But we didn't have this. I'm going to ask you this. We were prepared and didn't know it. Like, yeah. we didn't go off and train with these guys, right? You know, we kind of always did combine training. I remember you yeah. running like 4-3 low, like, yeah. the year before. You remember that? Yeah. And the scouts used to come out, and we always had. We had been through combines and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. We knew what we ran. Yeah. We understood how to run a 40. We we were taught that kind of stuff, yeah. man. You know, even at 225. You remember Coach Stuckey used to have us at the end of every workout yes. rep out 225. So I knew I never knew how many times I could do 225. But yes. I think I got up there. I think I did 29. Little man did like 30, or it was vice versa. We were like one rep. Hey, I remember I was up. doing this and it was a strength coach from um from um Denver or something like that. And he and he right. and he unracked it and the rack ain't ever good, is it? Right. The bench rack is kind of right. weird and they do it on yeah. purpose, I think. They do. And when he got off, I was just repping through. I was just repping through and he was saying, Don't count, don't count, don't count. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what you say? I stopped in the middle of the work, like what you say? He was right. like, those don't count. I was like, oh, so I kept going. I did like yeah. 25 and everybody was yeah. like, wow. But I could, we all could do 29 or whatever, you know. I remember, um, uh, what's the running back at at Tampa? You remember him? Uh, came out of Florida State. Oh, work done. Work done got up under that thing. He said, Man, I ain't, I ain't. He did, he did like 12, you know, and everybody was like laughing, but he was a first round pick. He was like, Bench ain't my thing, but he can run like no other, and he's a Hall of Fame, probably running back you know right so yeah. the things don't matter as much but we were always taught to do everything nowadays we guys don't do it the same but um that was just interesting and the interviews did you have interviews that that seemed kind of how how were you to you the interviews I, I had some where i felt like i was the worst player at the combine and then i had some where i felt like i was the best player at the combine it's like it's a very unique people. You only know if you've been through it, but um, there's some guys, and I can remember the guy that used to be the Cleveland Browns coach, but he was the Cincinnati running back coach at the con- at the time. The ball yeah. head guy, I can't think of his yeah. name. He got fired, the last one to get fired from Cleveland, and yeah. he was the biggest, you know what, um, in the world at the at the combine. I was like, I hope Cincinnati for somebody that was only would be appreciative if anybody drafted him. I did not want to go to Cincinnati just because of the way he was in the interviews and. And I, I think he was trying to, like, rub me the wrong way to see if you would, like, people try to see if you'll if you'll get attitude with him or something like that. Man, that guy, he he was awful. But then I remember 
uh, Sylvester Croom, who was running back coach at San Diego when he yes, interviewed me. Love he that said, guy. he told me in, um, I guess that's February, we're going to draft you. He said, I'm going to draft you or I'm going to draft Bo Man Stewart. Mm-hmm. He's like, one of you guys will be my running back. And so, yeah. you know, it came to fruition and he drafted, he drafted me. So that's, you know, it's just kind of weird that you talk to all those guys and it was like, I really felt like it was about five of them that were really serious about um, drafting me. And then I thought some, I was like, there's no way they would draft me. And then I was, you know, of course I was hurt. So I had a few tell me I wouldn't even play in the league because of mm. how bad my leg was. So it's Do you just, think they tell you that to see how you react? You know? Yeah, and, and I think I'll tell you something that I, I that I would say, and I told a kid this a couple years ago that was going to the combine. I was like, there's some guys that this is their one time to be important as part of the franchise, and they overdo it. You mm-hmm. know, like the guy that's always bringing people back in the 40 when they, right. um, you know, you were leaning, you were doing this. Yeah, you know, these guys train for all this. This is their moment, and you make it about you. And there was a guy like the guy that told you your bench reps didn't count. There's about five or six guys there that their jobs are just to mm. be, you know what, you know, to be that guy, the negative guy. Yes. And then there's a whole a whole bunch of guys that are, um, to me, just so positive and mm-hmm. want you to do your best because they want to see you perform well and interview well and, and, and get drafted, you know, high. So that's that's what I say. You just have to take you have to take it all just like you do in the real world. Um, when yeah. you're getting business in corporate America, you know, there's some guys that that's just who they are. And then there's other guys that, you know, they motivate you. And so um, I think that's what the combine is all about. I think you saw that, you know, I love it. I watch it every time I watch every position right. um, but because I, you know, it, you know, guys are carrying their hopes and their dreams on their mm-hmm. backs and yes. on their chest and they're carrying a whole community. Now I'll tell you one thing that I really liked. I like to see, I saw like uh, Carlos Locke in there, and I saw mm-hmm. uh, Yak there from uh, used to coach at Tennessee. Yeah, there with Benson, and and um, and Locke was there with um, Bucky, the running back from Oregon. Now, I thought yeah. that was pretty cool to see. Man, I wish we had coaches. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we was looking at the crowd, and there was nobody. Right. You, you know, right. no no people could come and support you, right? Yeah. But you, you know, my mama would have been like, "That's my baby. Come on." <laughs> He a weird. He the number one pick. I'm like, hold up, man. You gotta, you gotta come on and chill out. Go to the bathroom or something. You know, but, but think, think about the guys you've had, Jay. I mean, yeah, right. Know, you'd have been there with Cook. You yeah, know, you know what I mean. Like that to me, that's just that's yeah. cool, man. Because you've it been is. on such a journey. You know, these kids are like your your right. children. You, no you know, your extended family. And so to sit there and be part of that whole process, and then be part of the, you know the draft, and you had the first rounders. Like that to me, that's just that's cool, yeah. man. So and that's the difference that nowadays. And then that one kid from Purdue, he had his whole family there because really it was in cool. Indianapolis, and he had, I mean, he had about forty-five people there, you know, for the combine. Yeah. So, so I thought that was cool. I liked the kids throwing and warming up and racing yeah. in the hotels, like everybody, right. you know, kind of coming together because this is their moment. So, you know, I love, I yeah. love the combine, man. I, I love it. I really do. You know, I um. I remember going through an interview, right? And this is just funny. Uh, but at the time, it was just, I didn't understand it, right? Like, um, the Saints called me down. And that was Mike Dicker, I think, at the time. And right. it was. And he told me to this dark room. It was just one light in the corner, right? And I sat down. Now, I didn't realize he was that big. Right. You know what I'm saying? I walked up on I was like, good Lord. You know me. I'm silly. I'm like, you, 
he was a big backer, you know? He yeah. didn't even laugh. Yeah. You know, he was just looking at me. He called me in the room. He said, now, this play, you know, what did you think about this fumble? Oh, I do remember them. I was like, that. well, yeah. I thought <laughs> I thought I messed up, you know? What do you? Right. Uh, what am I supposed to think about a fumble, you know? He right. was like, no, but tell me how you really felt. I said, I felt like I let the whole team down, and I just tossed away the dreams and the hopes and dreams of the team. You know, and he looked at me, he said, thank you. That's all I wanted to know. And then left. Now, on the flip side of it, I thought that was weird. You know, it's just a part of of it. I had interviews like that. But with Tony Dungy, right, I sat down with him, and we had a, like, sitting on a porch and talking with your dad, you know? Right. Like, we had a long conversation. And I walked away saying, man, I'd love to play for this guy, man. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and there was just the flip side of things, you know? And. That's what I first learned about. Hey, man, people want to know about your life story. Yeah. They want to know where you came from. And, and they just kind of, they know everything about you. They got this big That's old file on you. That's but they want to know how you you see things. Yeah. You know, do you see it in a positive way? Do you see it in a negative way? They want to know about your adversity you went through. Yeah. How did you get to this point and become the person? You know, so I was sitting around with Tony Dungy, and he he asked me about that. But then he taught me some things about, you know, what's your life story? You need to know that. You know what I'm saying? You need to understand how you got to this point. So there's some education in that thing, too. And obviously, he's a phenomenal coach, you know, probably one of the best, you know. But his his way of relating to players was pretty cool, you know. But I remember getting down to run the 40, you know, that feeling you felt. And honestly, you got to have a lot of reps invested in doing it because you're going to do what you do. All them coaching points and all that stuff go out the window. You know, you say breathe, you get down, you know, and you're like, okay, just get your stuff together, put your hand down. I will never forget this. You remember they had a new surface, right? Right. I was calling you. I was like, double A, man, how's the combine? Because I was asking you, I remember this right before I went. You said, man, just do your thing. You're going to do well. You know, and that was that confidence you needed because you need to talk to someone who's been there, right? I I, I remember you. I remember that. You may have forgot this, but I told you, I said, this is where track comes into play for yeah. me. And I said, you were a track guy, too. And I was like, yeah. it's really just like being in track. You kind of get in the blocks when you're in the yeah. 40, and you have to block everything out. And it's just going to be what it's going to be that day. And uh, that was the mentality that I think yeah. you have to you have to go to the combine with, especially because the 40 back then, man, you know, that was your moneymaker. You either, you either yeah. rolls or you fail. With the uh, with the with the with the with the forty yard dash, you know what my problem was. I ran by myself, and in oh, track really? you run with people, That's right? True. You race, and yeah. I was faster than my yeah. forty time. I know that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I ran four four, but yeah. I was faster than that when I raced people. You know what I'm saying? Situational speed. You know what I mean? Like you know, so, what? to me, running by myself was just foreign. So so you know what I mean? Funny. Here's what's funny about that. So, I always get credit because we used to have that, that board up in uh in the in the UT weight room uh with all the records yeah. for the for the position groups, as you know. And I had the forty yard dash. Yes. And so people would always ask me because people knew you know you had a different level, you know, of speed. So people were like, "Go, well, you're the fastest running back in the room." And I was like, "No." I was like, "We all admit that James faster than us." And I said, the, "The difference in us is I had all that power coming out and I couldn't hold it." I yeah. said Jay would get to thirty, and then he had another gear, you know. Thus, yeah. thus the running, the run you had against um, Bama when you bounced power, 
which you're yeah. the only person in the history of bouncing power that actually went 70 yards out the bounce. I power. tried that I in the league. It didn't I work. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I tried that in the league. LeBron Kirkman jumped out there like, <laughs> like, oh, you fast too. <laughs> yeah, so 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 it's funny when you're a track guy. You yeah, know, I tell I used to tell people I said Jay run as fast as he has to. I yeah. say I have to get out because you'll come get me. And then I think Little Man was kind of the in between. I think he was the guy that ran fast enough, but it, it just yeah. depended on the distance. He probably was gonna get caught, but then you wasn't. He was so big you couldn't bring him down. So but we all ran four four. Yeah, yeah. But we you did. guys were phenomenal. Like y'all had acceleration because y'all were powerful. Y'all could run like. You know, I had I was build. You know, I had gears, yeah. but short area speed I think is key. I think is yeah. important. That's football. Yeah. You know, what I mean, y'all had short area speed and yeah. power. You know, what I'm saying, and I had to develop that. Yeah, you and know, so, it took me time to develop that. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching the running backs, and you know, I rake all the running backs, and just like you, of course, you have more experience coaching them. But I, you know, I played it. I, I seen it. I seen so many guys in the room with me that we were different, but we were all elite. And mm-hmm. so I'm looking at these backs and I start, you know, I start to rank them based on different things. Yeah. And so, you know, when you think about the backs that are coming out, I want to ask you a couple of questions about, about the backs that are, that are coming out in this draft. And I think there's five guys. I think it's uh quorum. I thought it was Jalen Wright. I thought it was um, Bucky from yes. Oregon, the kid uh, Lloyd from USC and uh, Benson from, um, from Florida state. And I think they all do something different. So, who's probably the best to play in a game right now in the NFL, I think it's Quorum. Um, because he just naturally, he has the vision. He's a tough guy. Um, he accelerates. But if you ask me who I was putting my money on to be a a guy, like the franchise back, for me, it probably would be Lloyd. Lloyd yeah. would probably would be the guy that he's 220, you know, right. kind of like us. You know, he yes. ran 4-4. Four, four. He mm-hmm. can catch the ball out of the backfield. His feet were great. His acceleration, yeah. you just talked about that short-term acceleration. Yes. But if you ask me a guy that's like, you know, I don't want to put this on his, on him, to, you know, on his shoulders. I'm just saying in comparison, I thought Jalen Wright looked like a Gibbs type, Swift mm-hmm. type guy um, yesterday. A bigger I mean, version. Yeah. A bigger version. was awesome. And I didn't know Jalen, I know you knew this because you coached him and you would always tell me this when I would, you know, say this. I didn't know he could move laterally and get back to mm-hmm. uh, six get back to 60 that stop and go yes. and accelerate i didn't i didn't know that he could do that and i thought he had a hell of a combine um for what he did because you could tell the first 40 he ran i think like low 44 and tripping and then yeah. he came back and ran the 43 and looked like he was a little upset by it and then he had a yes. great great broad jump and a, and a great vertical so i i think he's going to be one of them guys although he had a great career in tennessee i think his better days are ahead of him man I, really I agree do. with you. You put a back with that type of speed, and I'm going to tell you this about him. You know, he was probably second fastest in the 60 meters in the country coming out of high school. Wow. And the thing, though, you know, about him is his short area speed was elite, but it got better. You know, it got better in college because he got stronger because he was a he was a 17-year-old, a young wow. guy. turning. He's gotcha. young. Gotcha. You know, and that's the thing about him, it, it, the fact that he got so much bigger. Yeah. You know, you look at him now, he is so much bigger. And if you look at his dad, his dad is a big man and was smaller like that. So I always looked at those things, you know, was right. smaller 
you know, early in college, but then got way bigger. So he yeah. still hit, he hit growth spurt in college. Yeah. You know, I think we both did. You, he, did. he yeah. hit growth spurts in college and you could see the difference, you know, when he's running. But honestly, double A, he was disappointed because he can run four, two high, four, three low. You know, wow. and I think, you know, he stepped out even the second time he stepped out of the block, out of the uh, stance instead of driving out. So he never yeah. did get his first two. You know, when you train it and you know this, your yeah. first two steps has to be like and your hip, yeah. your feet have to be behind your hips yeah. to stay in the drive phase. He popped straight up and start running. Yeah, he really popped up. And, and I think he was disappointed in that. But you can't be disappointed at his size. To run four three eight, that's all he needed. Yeah, that's all. You he know, needed. he is faster than that, but that's all he needed because they want to match the speed with the tape. With the tape, and they already got with with algorithm and eight. They got that stuff on tape too. They know how fast you are. Obviously, this man can hit twenty three miles an hour. Yeah, you know, on the field, you know, which tells you a whole lot. He hits the line of scrimmage, and they said he got up to fifteen miles an hour, but. The thing about him, he was still accelerating. He has long speed. He's still accelerating as he got to 30 yards to finish it. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I think they, they just want to see you perform, see if it matches up, see if when you don't have these things, have you been working? What kind of desire you have, you know? And that's the thing about him that stands out is he has an unbelievable – of all those guys you mentioned, the biggest upside is Jalen Wright. Oh, well, and he's proven – that, hey, over three years, I can improve each year. You know, he got better each year. Now, Marsh, Marshawn Lloyd, to me, is a guy, man. You know, if you think about yards per carry, it's him and uh, it's Jalen Wright. You know, both of those guys, yards per carry, are, you know, their freakish numbers, eight yards to carry, 7.5 yards to carry. You know, so that means they're breaking and they break tackles at a high rate. Jalen is the best at breaking tackles out of all of them. The worst at break, breaking tackles is going to surprise you to me. You know, watching this tape. I went back and watched this tape this past week. Blake Corum. Blake Corum, to me, it, it may be the case. Now, he is a good player, right? I don't know if his – and see if, which, if you agree with me. I don't know if his body type matches his running style. He is a hard, tough runner, but he's not a big frame guy. Short area, like acceleration, he's he's elite. You know what I'm saying? But he is he a product of a really good offensive line? That's the question that I have with him. And he got tackled, arm tackled a whole lot in open space. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like this low drag tackle, high drag tackle, and, that, and is that a product of his shorter limbed? You know, because because I think when you look at a running back, he has to have the limbs because you're you're. You're going into a different world. And the NFL, I know, I know you agree with me. These guys are longer, bigger, longer. faster, smarter, you know, more perfect. They're gonna they're gonna hit you now. Yeah. And can you get out in space and create explosive plays? Marshawn yeah. Lloyd can, you know, create uh, create explosive plays, you know. Um, you know, Jalen Wright can can create those plays. Blake can. But is it is it because they ran a lot of power, a lot of stuff like that? I think Blake Corm is a phenomenal player. Don't get me wrong. But you know what I'm talking about. When we're talking yeah. about NFL guys, pass protection, catching the ball out of the backfield, 
uh, uh, can you create explosive plays and can you improv? Can you make plays on the move when things just aren't right? Because right yeah. in NFL, every play, things aren't right. There's yeah. going to be freaks on the defensive line that are going to get off and put hands on you. Can you improv and adjust and still create plays? It may be just getting back to the line of scrimmage, but you might have had yeah. to break tackles five yards in the backfield. Those are the the things, you know, and I think those guys that you mentioned, you know, are really good players. The other player I would mention is a guy from Wisconsin. I don't know his name. Uh, Braylon, is, yes. Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen. Yeah. He is a guy that's kind of like – his physical abilities, you got to put it at a 90-something because he's 4'4 yeah. and he's 240, 230. And they have had a history of backs panning out coming out of Wisconsin. I don't know. But they all have, you know, kind of been able to make that jump to the NFL and play at a high level. You know, so I know I'm talking a lot, but I'm looking at all these factors and I look yeah. at, I think you're right about the names that you mentioned. You know, these are going to be the top guys and it's going to be you know, I think Jalen Wright has the best chance to me to be a franchise guy because of his mindset, because of his upbringing, because of his physical abilities. He has the most. And 11-2 broad jump is just out of my stratosphere as far as let, thoughts. Let, I, I mean, that's unbelievable. Let me ask you this. And I, and I, I tell people this all the time. And, and you played in the league. You put guys in the league. And so I want your opinion because I think it can be done so many different ways at the running back. Yes. How much of the system that they go into will affect their long-term trajectory to you? Because I think it matters. Um, I think a guy like Kyron Williams from Notre Dame last year may have went four or fifth round and he went to the Rams where they ran a lot of what he ran in college. Mm -hmm. So we know Jalen Wright's not going to run. This is why I say he has the best upside. They're not going to run that system that we run at Tennessee. Although it's great for college, nobody runs it in the pros. And so I think if he's shown that he can play in that system, if you were to put that guy behind the Philadelphia Eagles line or the Kansas City Chiefs line where they run power and, and um, you know, inside, outside zone and things like that, I actually think he has the bigger upside because we, were, we really run about three plays at Tennessee, you know, in the run game. And, you know, it's more of a keep you honest and if we break it, that's fine type of system, whereas – Mashawn Lloyd uh, played already in a pro-style um, <laughs> offense. So we know who he, who he is. Blake Horn played in more of an offense than we played in. So uh, the guys like um, Bucky from Oregon and, and um, Jalen Wright from Tennessee, I wonder if they get in a system where they got some guys in front of them and they're, they're the feature guy, they're the franchise guy, how well will they do? And then the yes. other comment that I make is the guy, Braylon, Allen that you mentioned, he didn't catch the ball well. Um, I thought his feet were really good. You're right. Um, but he's a big guy that can run. But I think he's a guy that's like Jonathan Taylor, you know, another West, mm. Wisconsin guy. I think he's going to be a franchise guy that you can see, you know, Derrick Henry. He's going to be a bell cow. Um, yes. And so sometimes I think the, the combine for a guy like that, I mean, why even work out? I would just work out when I went to school. I wouldn't – like, I don't even think he ran the 40 there. Um, yeah. If he did, I missed it. But, you know, I just think about a guy like that. You know what he's going to do. He's going to go to Green Bay Packers, you know, mm -hmm. a, a system to Giants, a system like that. And he's going to be a starting running back as, until his body gives up, mm -hmm. just like we were. You know, he's in our style of back. Yes. So I take him out. So I didn't bring his name up because sure. I take him out. But getting back to my question, what do you what do you think about the, the fit for like Jalen Wright or yes. a guy like Bucky and how, how important that is? 
I think a guy, you think about like places like Cleveland Browns, right? You yep. think about places like Green Bay. Yep. You know, Green Bay, it has a phenomenal system, you know, and it's a great, I think the franchise part too is very important. Yep. You know, that people that pick well and put their, you know, they got an established program, right? And they and they pick well and they and they develop the guys they pick, right? Yeah. And getting with a supporting cast, you know, if you get with a great player like you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's yeah. gonna make you better, right? And I think a guy for a guy like Jalen Wright and, and and Bucky, these guys have been in the gun. Yep. So you know, in the gun, when you run the ball, you got to catch up. You know, these guys when they get in the pistol or get in the eye. They're gonna. I think they're gonna have have a learning curve, right? Just a little yeah. bit. But at the same time, when they're that fast and they're that explosive, I think it enhances your abilities because you get the ball with the foot the footwork of the offensive line on the front side instead of getting on the back side and got to catch yeah. up. You yeah. know, so you get it on the front side. Now you get to that tackle much faster in three or five steps instead of seven to eight, seven to nine steps. Yeah. You know, it just makes you better. You know, but I think the gun ability, right, is lost sometimes with guys who in the eye all the time because they don't understand how to run. You know, the NFL has changed some. Yeah. You have to be multiple in how you run the ball. You know, and I think that there's a help. You know, I think that's good to have. But, you know, these teams like, you know, Bobby Taylor, the running back coach over there, uh, you know, the 49ers, he's the best ever. You know, he's yeah. produced more running backs, you know, Hall of Fame guys, Terrell Davis, all those years at the um, uh, at the Broncos. Then he went to the, the the Falcons. Everywhere he's gone, he's had phenomenal players. He's over there with McCafferty, who was already a great player in his own right. But I think McCafferty became a better player with Taylor as his running back coach. You know, he's a guy yeah. I used to call all the time. You know, I, I mess with you know, He's like, what do you want? You know, he's just old school. You know, I'm always trying to find out these little things. When I, when I was coaching running backs, like, what do you – and he's one of, he's the best. You know, you mentioned Sylvester Croom. You know, I think there's some guys out there that are great at it, you know. So, I think a running back – a good running back coach yep. I think is key. You know, I think the system, right, that, um, you know, that's good at running outside zone, right, I think that's something – that's the play in the NFL right now and running the – the duo plays, right? The, the, right. the, you know, the, the, um, the back back is really, you know, it's just blocking back his power without a puller, you yep. know, and trying to find those little seams. You know, I think those guys are going to get really good at those plays and, um, you know, have success. So, you know, I think it's scheme. I think it's coaching, you know, um, you go to certain places where everybody's new, right. You know, are they going to develop you the same way as going to an established um, franchise with established coaches, you know, that have been doing it for a long time in the league? So I think it's a combination of all those things that that kind of help a player, you know, and the supporting cast. Right. If I got, you know, a running back, if you ain't got no receivers, man, they're going to be in an eight in the box (laughs) hitting you in your face. You know, I want to be the franchise guy, but I sure love to have you know, two top receivers, three top receivers on the outside and a quarterback that can check in and out of runs. You got a young quarterback. He going to run you into some stuff, right? Yeah. You know, so, you know, those There's things, no those factors. Yes. No Emmitt Smith effect where he had everything mm-hmm. around him in the perfect yeah. situation or or you can be Barry Sanders. So so let's switch gears here. So right. one, of our, one of our most um, viewed and, and discussed uh, podcasts 
from the previous year was when we talked about Tennessee football traveling on the road mm-hmm. and not being able to take a certain mentality, you know, on the road and, and, and really perform at their best on the road. And so besides like the first half of the Alabama game. So speaking of Alabama, our basketball team has went on the road and, and, and won some pretty big games, Kentucky. That's right. And now they, they went last night and everybody thought they would lose to Alabama, who's the number one offense in the country. But it was the mentality that they played with that sparked um, one of our former Vols, greats, uh, Ron Slay, to say on, 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 on the internet. He yes. said, um, you know, toughness, mentality, and Tennessee just went in there and took that game. Mm. And so on the internet, I, I replied back, you know, can we get this mentality with Big Orange football? So what do you think it is about the basketball program and Rick Barnes that allows them to go in and, and really play over their head like the role players played well? It wasn't mm-hmm. even it wasn't even Connect and like Vascovi. It was like it was like the 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 JJJ and uh, Ziggler on the road right. played better, and Connect just had a, a solid game. So, what do you think it is about our elite, you know, hopefully Final Four basketball team, where they can take that mentality and go win in environments where people just don't win, but our but our football team seems to play that way at home, but can't play that well on the road. What are your thoughts about that? I look at this, their last five games versus ranked teams, right? This goes back to December, away from home, you know? You know, we won. Illinois, December 20th, right? Beat them, right? Ole Miss, right? Beat them. Kentucky, beat them. Auburn, beat them. And then beat Alabama. You know, and you watch the game, you know, guys like Meshack, right? You know, they are, it's the fundamentals, I think. You know, Coach Barnes does a great job. You know, we, we're, we're built on defense. Yep. We're built toughness. on yep. toughness. We're built on and, – and I listened to him when we lost to North Carolina away, right? You remember that game when we just got yeah. straight up embarrassed and that's a great team? Yep. He talked about the fundamentals. He talked about turnovers. He talked about, get you know, moving the foot, moving the um, basketball, right? Yeah. You know, we, talk, we lost in the paint. He talked about the things, boxing out, offensive rebounds, you know. And I'm no basketball guy, but I can recognize when guys are physical, right, and playing, you know, the fundamentals, the little things, right? He always talks about the little things, you know, when they go away, right? And I think that's the thing we're talking about when we're talking about toughness, you know? See the ball, catch the ball. Don't drop the ball, you know? Fighting for extra yards, right? Staying on the block one one more step. You know, covering to the ball. The ball is fumbled. Get on it. Don't fumble the ball. Create turnovers. You know, don't turn over the ball. Don't have penalties. Look at our penalties away from home. Don't lose your composure. You know, you're not on your field. Everybody's yelling at you. It's a bunch of clutter everywhere. You know, everybody's got a fight. So when they're playing during the time you're on offense, right? Is the communication the same? What words are you supposed to say, right? If, if the if the swing guy is going on the back, we can't have two guys covering the the the, the jet, the fake jet, when they cutting us off on the backside. Oh, we do it at home, but we don't do it away from home. What's changed? The field is still 160 feet wide by 360 feet long. Do you play the same game, right? The field's yep. the same. The down's the same. You can't blame it on the refs. Are you in position? Where Are you where you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to do? Every single play, seven seconds, recharge, go back and do it again. That's what I see in basketball. 
Yep. That's what they're developing. And they haven't, it's funny how it's always somebody, but it's somebody different, right? Connect was yep. whole, you know, that's the difference. I think in our basketball team, now everybody else is starting to make plays and not, we're not just sitting up there watching connect going, oh, I hope he make it. Yep. You know, I hope he hit 38. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Now we're got, we got a basketball team. I think we need to let coach Barnes travel with our football team. <laughs> and just talk to us a little bit. Cause obviously I don't know what they do, but we need to do what they do. Right. You know, guy, I hope we go five guy. games. We need to just take five games and just go play. Don't even come back home. You know what I'm saying? Does um, Ziggler play slot receiver? Can he, can he run That's up? what I'm saying. Can I'm about to get connected to tight end. That man, got, he, 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 he missing his calling. I mean, you can be, yeah. you can make millions in basketball, but you, you I don't know, man. You know, you could yeah. be like the, the, the Kelsey. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that man is unbelievably physical. You know, you notice the thing about him. He just plays so hard. It ain't, his game ain't pretty. Nope. He came in like, ooh, ah, his game is. So, Coach Barnes is a whole lot of who he picked, too, now. Yeah. Them guys, and I you know, watching that Alabama game, we were like, that's our ball. Yep. This is our space. You don't, no, you can't do that. Yep. We going to do this. You can't do that. You're not going to play your game. Your guys who are scorers are not going to score. You're not the best offense in the NCAA right now on this court right here. We, we're the best defense. So, there you go. We win. Yeah. Yep. That's what I saw, you know. Yeah. And you can talk about scores and clocks and runs and rebounds and all that. It's a mentality. It's a mentality. That's it. It's a mentality yeah. from the coach, from the coaches to the leaders to everybody. Every time they came in the lane, it was kind of like the Jordan rules. They were putting. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The last three minutes, we put them on the line. I know seven, eight times, and they missed free throws. Funny and man. then they fouled us, and we made free throws. And and Boom. so it was a it was a mentality. But I think it comes from. Think about how many of those guys. This is something we said, you know, in the podcast earlier about football. Playing those young guys, we will look back on it that that was a big thing for why we got over the top and took that next step um, in in the SEC. It's because right. all of those guys. I mean, he's played. He's playing seven, eight, nine, sometimes ten guys that have all played um, big time. Basketball. Think about JJ. Uh, his role has changed. Even Buscovi, mm-hmm. he was he was probably option number one over the last two years, and now he's option number four. Uh, Meshack is getting better. Uh, the big center is is gotten a lot tougher and more right. physical. So, you know, I, I I brought that topic up because I do think we've laid the foundation. But yeah. next year in football, it's time to take that step, and we just got to have that mentality that hey, it's us against the world. You know, it's it's UT right. versus everybody. Yeah. And and that's what I saw the basketball team play with, and all of those guys were together, and you'd have thought they were just in the in the driveway playing basketball, not in yeah. front of forty five thousand people and and game day and Jay Billis on the mic and and all yeah. that. They just look like, hey, we've been here before. We're tougher, and this is our year. And, I and think you that's see guys willing to get on the ground. They get on the court. They get down yeah. and get the ball. You know what I mean? Like they get after it. Like, yep. it's like whatever it takes. You you talked about it. You know, Viscovi was the man. Well, he's not yep. the man. Well, well, well what if, what does it take? We got to win. Yep. Yep. You know, so, oh, this my minutes? Okay, yep. I'm going to do this. I'm going to show you on the court yep. how how we going to win. Oh, yep. You know, and it's and, and I think that that unselfish, like, mentality, it, you know, that's that, 
when you look at the head coach, is it not him? Is he does he not just come across, you know, it's just matter of fact, this is who we are, this is how we do things. I just love it the way he explains how we lost. Yeah. And I don't like losing, but his explanations are 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 I can I can understand it. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't I ain't playing basketball, but I can understand clearly what he's saying, and it's to the point. It's yeah, a little he, thing. He reminds me of old JM. He reminds me of Johnny mm, Major. Yes. It, it's just it is what it is. Here's here's the facts. And when we're up 30 against Mississippi State or we're down five against Kentucky on the road, I'm the same guy. And so yeah. his team takes on that. I'm just a firm believer in your team take on the same the personality of the coach. I just I yeah. really believe that. And so we're a gritty, gritty um, basketball team. And in the SEC to win, especially in this new SEC in football, we're going to have to be gritty. We can be the flash and, and, and big-time offense. And, you know, we can yes. be out there playing like the Golden State Warriors. But we're going to have to be gritty in the box against the run. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to be gritty on defense. And like you said, you know, we're diving on the, we're diving on the floor out the balls and blocking shots and, and, and – everybody's rallying on defense. And and I think in football, we got to learn to do the same thing. It can't be one guy in the flat making the tackle. It has to be the first guy takes a shot, and then the yes. next guy takes a shot. And everybody's where they're supposed to be. And and now we have five ball, you know, getting five hits on the ball carrier, you know, the person with the ball that's at that time. That's, that's the difference in winning on the road. And so I think, the, I think the basketball team has shown us a lot. Uh, you on, know what I've noticed? What we it, can it, do. It might have been a home game, and I'm going to talk about basketball. Just one little point. We're playing Kentucky, right? This is last year. This was last year I went to a game, right? And we're up by like 20. Everybody's excited. Everybody's happy. It's like the final minute and a half of the game, two minutes. And I'm watching Barnes, and I'm watching Calipari, and they're both coaching so hard, right? Like it's the first play of the game. You know what I'm saying? And guys are grinding and getting after it. You know, it's that, you know, you gain momentum and it's like, no, nah, I want to put my foot on your throat and finish this thing. I don't care what the score is. It doesn't matter. It's a possession. Yeah. You know, an offensive possession, a defensive possession, whatever it is. I think we need to develop that. You know, when we're playing football, it is seven seconds of strain. It is one play. Okay, here comes the next one. One play. Here comes the next. One. I don't care what the score is. Yeah. Yeah, I want to win the game, but how do you how do you play? Like it seems like sometimes, and that's youth, that's inexperienced some, right? And that's where we got better. You know, yeah. we we don't we forget that we played a really good Iowa team. You know? Yeah, they didn't have great offense, but we sure made it look like a bad offense. We you did. know, our defense played physical against a physical offense. I know Ferris yeah. over there, he gonna hit you in the face. Yeah, you know, and we decided to play. That no, we can play your style. We can play a physical style, and I think that's a thing that we didn't have. I think we've come a long way in that regard. And playing in a bowl game, it's not a home game. You know what I'm saying? I think in that regard, dealing with all the clutter, dealing with guys leaving, dealing with all kinds of stuff right there, I think it's going to be key. And of course, we got a quarterback that can help us figure that out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That 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 I think is is the is the championship quarterback. Yeah, if we don't win with him. We got to put the stuff around him now. Yep. yep. Then, then, I agree. then th- this is our best chance to win the SEC. You win the SEC. You play in the college football playoff, but to go after this national championship is here and now. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think that's something to build around. You know, and um, we just got to get the guys who buy in. 
buy in to that mentality. The and mentality. the coaches, every coach got to be that way. Yep. You know, I was at Florida State. We won 29 games in a row. Away, no matter home, no matter what it was, right? It's like this is a mentality, how you warm up. Oh, you you better be paying attention in the meetings. You better be in your room. You better be downstairs on time. You better be doing all these things we're supposed to do. You better eat your food. You better do the things you're supposed to do. Ain't no messing around and yeah, we're happy. We're talking. We're calm. Yeah. We're we're comfortable. But it ain't that mess in the meeting rooms, right? It ain't that mess at at at, at dinner and meals. Hey man, let's lock into what we got to do. And it's a crescendo as you get to game time. We're yeah. going into enemy territory. We're gonna make it our territory. We gotta take it. Yep. I know there's a long way there. of telling it, but no, that's that's what we've always yeah. had, and that's the mentality we've always. That's the way you do it, I think. Yeah. You know, and it and it just proves every. You know, I don't care if you're talking about basketball. I don't. T- I don't care if you're talking about football or marbles. It is the mindset you got to have. I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah, I agree. Very well, well said, man. This was a good talk. So believe in Tennessee fans. Um, we'll be back here later on this week. We got a lot of the stuff to discuss. You know, I'm talking about uh, Joe and his his um, you know combine. We're going to talk about that. We're going to also talk about spring training coming up, guys. It's time to get after that. Spring ball is here. You know, our 2024 team is going to be out there on the field practicing. So excited about that. So great show, Double A, and we're going to get together, man, and we're going to keep rolling through this thing. So guys. Believe in Tennessee, guys. Make sure you subscribe, get on, you know, give us your comments. You got any questions? You don't agree with what we're talking about? You know, put it on Twitter. Don't expect an answer now. You know, it might not be the one you like, but, guys, we appreciate you and everything you do. So, go Vols, and we're looking forward to talking to you guys later in the week. Go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.